You're listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a show by photographers for photographers, a show dedicated to photography and business. Today's show is made possible by Camera Canada. Shop online for your equipment at cameracanada.com. And here's Petra and Sophia. Hey, I am Petro. I am a photographer in London, Ontario. I run a company with my wife called Lux Photography Company. We've been in business for approximately, well, 17 years, I'm going to call it. And um, uh, besides uh, teaching uh, at Lambton College and running the business, um, we also do uh, this podcast with Sophia. Mm -hmm. And uh, hey, Sophia. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Tell us about yourself. Oh, right. I guess I should do that. So I'm Sophia Levin. And I photograph ridiculously happy people. Um, so mostly I photograph weddings and everything around weddings. Um, I'm based in the Owen Sound area. And also I am a former student of Petro's. Yay. Ooh. That's how Sophia and I met. <laughs> yeah. Where did you go to school, Sophia? I went to school at Fanshawe College. Um, I was mm-hmm. a big shit disturber in your class, I think. That's true. You were. Yeah. I remember. Yep. <laughs> I remember everything. You remember everything? That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a steel vault. Is there Remember, like I'm an elephant. Out? Well, we'll we'll just leave it for a different time. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I used to teach at Fancher College for about six years. I taught part time, as well as did some technician work. So uh, had my hands on to a lot of studio equipment and cameras, and even attempted some repairs. And uh, so um, once in a while, I'd like to think I know a thing or two about a thing or two, but. Uh, after a but brief hiatus of approximately three years, we launched the new brand, Lux Photography Company. And uh, as it's uh, been going down uh, the road, it's uh, been getting a little bit more popular, a little bit more uh, busy here. Um, we've uh, brought on a little bit of help from other photographers, including Sophia. And uh, I went back and I'm teaching part-time again at Lambton College, which is in Sarnia. So... Um, yeah, that's a new adventure. But um, how long of a drive yeah. is that for you every day? Forty-five minutes, like one way. Which one? One way, yeah. Which is funny because uh, if I was to drive to Fanshawe from where I live now, it would also be forty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> True <not> story. <laughs> no, uh, to tell you the truth, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. And do. so when you when you called me one day and you said, "Hey, let's uh, let's do a podcast." It was, uh, it was like I've been planning it all along. And I said, you kind of stole the words right out of my mouth here. Well, you know, because I listen to a lot of podcasts and I realized I don't listen to any photography podcasts. I've tried, but I didn't like any of them really because they're all, you know, um, tech based. They're all camera based. Absolutely. Um, equipment based. So I wanted to listen to a podcast that was about the business of photography. So that's kind of why we started this because there isn't a yeah, whole lot absolutely. about that that's you know interesting to listen to to be honest and i'm in the same shoes i uh, the podcast i listen to the most is a wood uh <laughs> a working podcast it's called wood talk um so a big shout out to those guys uh you've inspired us to to well you inspired me to start something and uh, you're right i've tried listening to a few photography podcasts and two things happened one i, I was not very engaged it wasn't very engaging to me because uh, it was a it was a how to about uh, 
very basic things. And I, I thought, you know, I'm not listening to a how-to woodworking podcast. I'm listening about uh, sort of how these guys approach certain things. And I thought, why isn't there a photography podcast? And so I'm glad we were both on the same page and we can get it started. Yeah. So, so this is like attempt number three at recording our yes. first episode. And I think we have all of the kinks ironed out now. <laughs> we better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, we failed twice before we could uh, we uh, get here. It was, it was quality testing. <laughs> quality testing. That's true. That's true. But I, I, I okay. I will leave it at that. <laughs> I was going to say, I have, I never have a, an issue uh, admitting when I fail. Well. And that's, that's what this podcast will be about, is um, you learning from our mistakes and where we failed, we'll share with you and how we went about it and perhaps get some feedback from other people. Yeah. Now, we've already secured uh, some future guests, including Richard Bland, who is my coordinator at Lambton College. He is a kick-ass rock and roll photographer. Um, like he he's very weak rock on... Like roll or... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And while he rock and rolls. Uh, uh, he's, he's very weak on social media. Uh, he only has... Um, I mean, besides his website, he only has a Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe it's Richard.Beland, uh, B-E-L-A-N-D. So everybody check him out. Give him a, give him a like uh, or follow him, I guess. And uh, second uh, party that uh, we've secured is uh, none other than Dave Sanford. Dave Sanford is a, a sports photographer by day, if you will, and he moonlights as a nature and uh, kick-ass nature photography. <laughs> uh, he had the whole series of uh, Lake Erie Waves that came out about a year ago, actually, right around this time. Uh and I give this guy props for being in a wetsuit in cold lake water, photographing amazing, amazing waves in, you know, almost almost negative temperatures. Just him, his wetsuit, and his camera. So I will have him uh, share his story uh, here. Yeah. So we'll, we'll announce that. You're making me feel bad about complaining about my shoot yesterday, which was just, you know, yeah. at nine in the morning when there was a little bit of frost on the ground. And yeah, I, I wore you should feel bad. My feet were soaking wet, but anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's funny because it, you can over prepare for a shoot, <laughs> and something's always going to go wrong. So, um, I've I've met a person who keeps uh, a pair of boots in her trunk, just just in case during a wedding she wants to go in the water or whatever. That's smart. So, yeah. Yeah. And they're fashionable too. They're, they're pretty cool. I think she said she spent $200 on rubber boots. So I still don't. Yes. I can't wrap my head around. (laughs) Um, I have rubber boots in the garage for the barn. They're steel toed. I don't know if that would go over very well. Well, it it will if you get in a fight with the groom or something, or not necessarily the groom, but maybe, maybe the mother of the bride or something. I don't know. I hope not. So maybe another photographer, but but that was a really terrible segue. We have an interesting topic today, I think, um, yeah. which is, you know, that other photographers are your friend. Because I think there's... other photographers are my friend. Yeah, I know. I mean, clearly you and I are not friends, but no, you might have other photographer friends. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Hold on. Rewind. All this time I thought you we were friends. Well, maybe we are. You're... I don't know. <laughs> okay. I just steal all of your ideas that you share with me. That's true. Yeah. 
So, so let's talk a little bit about it. Um, what, uh, what do you mean other photographers are friends? Well, when I moved back to Owen Sound and I decided that I was going to run a photography business here, um, I was approached by a few photographers in the area and I got some very um, <laughs> different personalities coming out of the woodwork. Um, a, a couple of them added me to Facebook. Um, one woman added me to this like Owen Sound photographers group and another sent me a private message um, saying that, you know, the photographers in this area are not very nice and just warning me that starting a photography business in this area is not easy because the other photographers are really difficult to deal with. And I heard this from this one person and didn't hear anything from this other group of photographers who get together on a regular basis and have dinner. And actually every year at the end of wedding season, they all meet up and have like a mini vacation over a weekend together and they just decompress from wedding season. I thought that's pretty cool. And I never heard anything else about it, about that photographer. So finally, one day I asked one of my friends about her um, and I just kind of heard the backstory of why none of these other photographers got along with her. And I just thought, you know, I, I guess other photographers are your competition, but the community of photographers in this area, like the ones that get along, they get along really well and they share information with each other. And when they're dealing with a troublesome client or even um, a troublesome lead, they'll go and share it with everyone else. Um, sort of as a warning kind of thing. Like, this is the weird message that I got in my email inbox today. And it's, it's interesting, kind of surprising. Well, it, it brings an inter interesting point to the forefront of this, because really, you, you have to think about what makes a person uh, who's in the photography industry um, sort of stand standoffish yeah. and it sounds like this woman we're, we're not going to be naming names no. i hope so i don't i don't want any nasty emails uh which i couldn't really care less about bring them on but um it, it really sounds like she's the one who sort of put up this wall um and i find this happens with a lot of uh up-and-coming photographers they they assume that um and, and when I say up and coming, I don't actually mean the people who are literally just starting out. I mean, people who started out a year or two ago, they've got somewhere, they got a taste of it. And now they think that they have something, they have figured something out that nobody else has. Mm -hmm. And they know some, they know some deep secret about the business and they don't want to share it. They're the ones who typically put uh, giant bold letters across people's faces um, on Facebook that says, you know, do not copy, copyright, <laughs> <laughs> must ask for permission, and then giant logo across the entire picture. And, and it's part of me wants to say, who the hell do you think you are? Like, why would people want to copy your stuff? Mm -hmm. Like, nobody really cares. Let it go. But it's, the, it's these people that sort of ruin it for everybody else. And I've noticed that eventually these are the people that drop off yeah. because they close themselves off. But the people who are, who tend to move forward, who tend to uh, be part of the community and photography is just a big, happy community. Uh, I have not met anybody who uh, has been doing this for a really long time who said to me, don't talk to me. I don't want to be part of this. Like, please, please go away. Everybody always wants to share everything. And they're the ones who succeed. Um, 
case in point now we used to in london have a little bit more of a photographer scene we actually got together on a monthly basis i remember getting together at a place uh, downtown london called the church key bistro and just photographers filled this entire little restaurant there was there it was hard to move and um I think what happened, what started happening is a lot of photographers sort of started dropping off because it is it is a difficult business to make it in. And a lot of the people who were the planners of the of these get togethers, they're the ones who sort of dropped off and stopped doing photography a little bit more or perhaps had children. And so there's just people are very busy and there's nobody to organize this. But at, at any given moment, I can pick up my phone and call somebody and say, hey, so and so. I need to borrow a lens. I know you have this lens. If you're not using it, do you mind if I use it? And they'll drive it over. <laughs> they'll say, yeah, you need you need this for work. Absolutely. Here's, here's my equipment. I'll share it with you. Same goes with, um, you know, helping out. Um, I've had photographers who have been in business for longer than I am help me out as uh, second shooters or assistants on weddings. And I will do the same. Quite often I will help out my students former students who are photographing weddings <laughs> to not a lot of my students want to shoot weddings they're they're saying i will never shoot a wedding and then a year later they call me and they say uh, hey if you're not busy do you mind helping me out with a wedding <laughs> <laughs> so it, it happens more often than not that uh that this happens so i i cannot agree more that other photographers are your friends and how how often do you get a referral, Sophia? I'm I'm not really sure. Yeah, not really sure about the concentration of uh, clients to, to photographers in the Owen Sound area or your area. But any time that somebody calls me and I'm and I've booked two or three weddings for that weekend, uh, the first thing I'm going to do is actually call somebody who, you know, I who I, I kind of think in the back of my head, well, the, this the way the way this person talked to me, I think that so and so would be perfect to shoot their wedding or you know if it's a sports assignment or a or an event assignment i'll call i'll call brandon because uh, he's all over that he loves shooting the sports and anything to do with football or whatever anything any anytime there's a, a team involved i refer everything to him um and and this this uh, attitude of uh trying to warn you <laughs> What I think it was was just uh, was just an attempt at protecting her own interest of trying to scare you from the business because anybody anybody anytime uh, who's who's kind of doing that is is just afraid that you're going to encroach on their territory. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm kind of glad that I saw through what she was doing at the time because I've met obviously a few of the ladies now and you know. I have some pretty good friends um, now who are photographers in the area who charge around about the same amount that I do. Like, and we all get along pretty well. Um, so that's nice. But yeah, I, I thought it was a really big thing, especially like when I was at Fanshawe, um, all of the students were competing. Like they might've been friends, but you know, you wanted to get a better grade um, in your print competition than your friends did. And <laughs> I don't know. I think, I don't know, at this point, I've sat down with photographers in the area and maybe helped them through some of their marketing stuff. Um, I have asked photographers for help on different things. And 
I think you kind of need to let go of the ego part of it, right? Absolutely. And um, besides the, the whole ego thing, there, there's other factors at play here. And uh, I, I actually, it's funny, we, I'll segue for a second. Um, we were talking about technical difficulties. Um, just had a hiccup on my end again, oh. but we'll ignore it. I fixed it while you were talking. <laughs> but it, it, it made me lose a train of, my train of thought. Um, but uh, what, what I was, I guess I'll reiterate what I was saying is a lot of these people, they're, they're sort of afraid that you're going to come and steal their business. And uh, I notice a lot of this in people who've been doing this for a really long time. They will very often um, share things in photography groups or just through personal email or text messages. They'll they'll kind of they'll kind of share an up and you know a brand new photographer's photograph, and uh, they'll kind of say, "Just because somebody bought a professional camera doesn't make them a professional photographer," and that's that's got to be one of my biggest pet peeves. Um, because I think a lot of the people who do that, they kind of forget that there is no rite of passage to be a photographer. (laughs) Yeah. You kind of suck at some point, right? Well, yes. But how do you think you started? You went out and you bought a freaking camera and you decided you're going to do this professionally. And what did you do? You went and started taking photographs. And we just happen to be in the world where social media allows us to put them out there. My first several photographs, uh, several paying clients, if I, I actually share them in class and I show them and say, look, I, I got paid for this, (laughs) you know, and it's something that, um, I would, I would be, I would be ashamed to share it with another photographer, but you know. I don't know if you remember this, Petro, but when I was in Fanshawe, I was mean. Yeah, I do remember it. Uh, (laughs) If I saw something that I did not think was very good, I was mean about it. (laughs) Yeah. And again, it's a learning environment, and I'm not really sure if I ever gave you any words of encouragement or, if you will, words of wisdom that basically... uh, said, you know, hey, who who do you think you are? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you ever said that to me. No. um, I don't know. I was just, I I remember being kind of cruel. Absolutely. And, and you have to, you have to do it two ways. If, uh, or you have to consider these two things. One, you have to give credit where credit is due. Mm -hmm. But two, if you, if if this person doesn't know what they're doing, if they need sort of uh, a creative way of uh, encouraging them to go a different way, you need, you also could let them know, but don't be mean about it. So that no. that's a lesson that everybody should take away. Uh, <laughs> there's a diplomatic way of telling somebody you suck, uh, <laughs> but don't make it, uh, don't make it a point to tell them they suck. Tell them that they should be going in a different direction. So oh, yeah, I don't ju- think, I don't think anyone will really suck. Um, they try hard enough at it so much as you know they're just not producing particularly good work and they need more practice but one of the biggest things that i always tell people is just look at a whole bunch of photos yeah they don't know they're producing uh lower quality work and i always tell um tell them that 
they're doing work that's better than good enough because the client is hiring a person to to do something particular and as long as they do it the client doesn't know the difference between the new photographer who's starting out and the photographer who for some reason costs 10 times more we in the industry will see will be a lot more um what's the word i'm looking for uh picky um it'll come to me uh <laughs> <laughs> we understand a little bit more what other photographers try to produce and it took me a really long time and uh, to to be able to point my camera at something take a picture and in the back of my mind know that it's it's what i want you know that that confidence level that um uh, you know just knowing that you're not saying in the back of your mind i hope this turns out it took me a really long time to get there and once I got there, I think I started appreciating a little bit more uh, other photographers' attempt at getting the quality that they're, they're, they're striving for. Because up until that point, I thought that my stuff was excellent. But looking back at things, looking back <laughs> at how I, I've actually fallen into a lot of trends um, and you know how you have to sort of follow trends, at some point you have to disconnect and just do things for yourself and just produce the quality images that you're that you're doing and at any point if you're on the website called uh you know uh, photographers like i'm talking about faux as in not real as in mm -hmm. artificial f-a-u-x um i i wish that a website didn't exist because what it's doing is it's ruining people's uh, confidence because if I if I'm the first person to purchase a camera, um, uh, and then start a business and decide, you know, grow with it, and then two years later somebody does exactly the same thing I did, but then I make fun of that person, that doesn't make me any better. It makes me actually worse than they. Because what happens, and I've seen this happen personally, people I've mentored have sort of exceeded and superseded the level of photography that I think I'm at. Mm -hmm. I have some former students that are doing work that is excellent, to say the least. Um, actually, I'm going to name drop um, a couple of guys who are local guys in London. They just landed a big deal with McCormick's, I think. Uh, something like 360 different recipes they have to shoot for. Uh, McCormick's Clubhouse Spices, and it's a uh, uh, former photography student, uh, Stevie D, with uh, Gotham Studios. Uh, his full name is Steve Domjancic. He's doing excellent work, and it's seeing that desire to succeed. That's what's driving him. And I cannot begin to say how good of a guy he is when it came to helping out other people. Um, you know, uh, we've used him in our business for some of the video work, some of the photography work for for weddings as well. And likewise, he's called on us to come and help with weddings. And we've collaborated a little bit this year even. And it and it feels great to, to do that. It feels great to just even hang out with a person who has the same interests. So, um, you know, that relationship has to start somewhere. But 
I, I'm, I'm a strong believer that if you are the, the kind of person who starts to belittle and put down people who are starting out, you yourself haven't found your, your place in the photography business. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. I like to, the, a lot of things that uh, sort of hit a personal note with me could send me off on a little bit of a rant. Uh, but uh, th- this, this is really it. So I guess my question is, how do you become friends with photographers, with other photographers? How do you, because if, if I just started out today, if I, you know, got a little bit of equipment, all these questions that I have, what do you, what do you do to get to get into the community to become part of the community? What are your hmm. ideas, Sophia? Well, when I moved back to Owen Sound, they literally just all added me to Facebook. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that you know, super handy tool. But actually, this summer I got um, a new second shooter who actually ended up first shooting some weddings for me this year, and she literally just found me online. And sent me an email and she said, I really like your photos and I would like to work with you. <laughs> um, what, a, what a novel idea. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> and I went and looked at her stuff and, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, she's really good. Like she's yeah. competition. Like, oh, I just wasn't entirely happy. But then I got past that and then, you know, I worked with her. She was a lot of fun to work with and super helpful and she produced good photos for me. So, you know, that turned out pretty well. <laughs> Interesting, right? You know, as and soon I'm, as I got I'm, past that initial, like, fear, which that's all it is, is fear, right? Um, absolutely. She and I now have a great working relationship and friendship, I think. so. Well, then at some point, the, you have to kind of keep your mind open. There might come a point where this person may end up going their own way. Mm-hmm. Um that doesn't mean that relationship stops there. It just means that they're now perhaps busy with their own work. And um, when Hannah first came on board, she had absolutely no desire in running her own business. At that point, that's the, the kind of person I was looking for. Because up until that point, I always had a student who would start with me. Um, we do a little bit of work they would see how the business is run, they'd go off and start their own. And they would just have zero time for me. And I didn't mind that they started their own. I actually absolutely encouraged it. And and I felt almost proud, you know, it's like (laughs) a mother hen that raises their chicks and they go off on their own. (laughs) Um, it, it, It was literally pride. Uh, of seeing somebody grow because they, uh, you know, they started their journey at the college level where I, you know, I feel like encouraged them to, to do these things, but it was always inconvenient because I'd always have to start over. And I felt like I was always constantly training somebody and I, I really wanted somebody who would work with me. And Hannah came on board and she did everything. She, she was able to meet with clients. She was able to manage the business aspect of things. She was able to do client relations, uh, pass the the photo shoot, collect money, whatever it was. And so I made her part of the business because she literally said, I want to have zero, rather I have zero uh, desire to have my own company, to have run my own business, to be my own boss. I just want to do this. And funny enough, uh, this relationship worked so well that we ended up getting married. So, you know, who knew? 
Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. And we constantly have people come to us at weddings and say, um, oh, you guys are fantastic. And they find out that we're husband and wife and their eyes just kind of grow and they say, how do you work, work so well together? <laughs> well, funny enough, you have to be friends to, yeah. to work so well together. You know, people say, marry your best friend, but I don't think anybody ever listens to that. And um, she really is my best friend. And she's an, she's another photographer, you know, and she's my wife and we work together. So there's that. But you have to kind of take that little bit and compare that to, you know, people who are your competition. Now, my friend, um, a fr another friend of mine who runs a photography business similar to ours, he said something to me one day and he said, there's, there's more than enough weddings to go around. And it made me think about the amount of weddings that happen in the London area. And there are, there are hundreds, if not thousands of weddings that happen every single year. And if you literally divide them into all the professional photographers in London, there's enough for every photographer to photograph approximately 30 to 40 weddings, <laughs> at least every so single year. That's not so bad. Yet some people, for you know, only photograph a dozen. Some people photograph seventy, and and I mean that's how averages work. But I find that people who are photographing lots, they're not the ones who are complaining about for other photographers, True. you know, right? <laughs> they're the ones who are open minded, and so um, you're absolutely right uh, about Facebook about connecting with people. So I would suggest finding out who is sort of in the industry in your area mm -hmm. so, so go to google but google can be a little bit deceiving because google is going to show you the people who are spending the money on google or you know true. who have a wicked website <laughs> um go to facebook ask around and find local photographers facebook groups a, on facebook we have one called london ontario uh, photographers and at first I thought that it would be a little bit more professionals in there, professionals that I knew who are in my yeah. circle. Yeah. But there's a lot of uh, amateur photographers and people who don't want to do it professionally at all. But they're available for work, they're available to help, and they're actually a really wicked resource because, <laughs> and I mean, I'm going to tell you several several benefits. If you have equipment you want to get rid of, they're probably going to buy it. <laughs> if you have equipment you're looking for, there's a really good chance that one of them has something. Um, if you need some studio equipment, studio gear, um, you know, I actually had a phone call yesterday from a photographer who just moved to London from UK, I believe, or Australia. She's a professional photographer, has been doing it for 10 years. And she said, hey, I called Gotham Studios, uh, they recommended you that you might have some equipment or you might have a studio space that I can get into. I have a fashion shoot. And I, I said, yeah, absolutely. I want to help you out. Now, I'd, I've never met her. I get to meet her today in a couple of hours. I've never met her yet. I'm really hoping that, you know, <laughs> this is somebody that I can work with and somebody who isn't going to just take my equipment and run away. <laughs> but I have absolutely no problem sharing it with somebody. And, um, you know, again, that's that's a referral from from somebody you worked with. But um, jump on these Facebook pages and you know connect with people, and then and then send them a personal message. 
and be completely transparent and be blunt. Mm-hmm. You you just have to say, hey, this is what my plan is. The reason I'm contacting you is because I think you're good for me for for this reason. For example, I I like your style. I want to grow with your style. I want to work with you. And two things will happen. The person will either say, wow, I'm flattered. Let's work together. Or they'll, they'll just be a complete asshole and say, I don't, I don't like you. I don't want to work with you. And at that point, don't take it personally. Just move on. But don't be the latter <laughs> if somebody ever reaches out to you. Uh, be that grown uh, photographer. Be the grown person who says, yeah, let's let's move forward together. Because, and the biggest reason for this is because photography, for, for, I think I just said photography, <laughs> <laughs> Photography is one of the fields that is not regulated. There isn't Mm -hmm. a body that's regulating it on a government level, on a professional level, on an ethical level. There just isn't anybody regulating it. So you don't need particularly a diploma. You don't need a degree. You don't need any qualifications to buy a camera, open a business, and call yourself a professional photographer. Oh, great. Now they're going to have licensing. Now that you have said this on the podcast, someone's going to listen to this and there's going to be licensing for photography. Thanks a lot, Petro. That would not be a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would definitely weed out a lot of people yeah, okay. who are sort of polluting the industry a little bit, you know? <laughs> and and I'm not talking about... I, I'm still their friend. <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> but... Uh, but it it can be frustrating, and I mean that's a that's an entire episode in itself. We could talk about uh, people who you know will shoot for a full day, uh, a full day wedding for four hundred dollars, and you know just <laughs> hand over a USB stick with all the photos on it. Um, we and will talk about that at some point. <laughs> of course, we will. That will be an episode. <laughs> so, but you know, um, you you can't become a plumber without special training and certification and regulations and registrations. And I mean, I don't know everything hundred percent. And if somebody wants to let me know what a plumber needs, feel free. Uh, same, same with an electrician, same with a car mechanic, you know, um, it's a big deal to be a licensed car mechanic. And I know that, you know, if you're a car mechanic and you're working on somebody's brake lines, there's a lot at stake there. Their people's lives are at stake. Um, photography, not so much. There's just a lot of broken hearts and tears at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how do you even go about regulating this industry? You can't, you know. So, but a good way to, to stay on top is to be in a community where people are willing to help, you know. And hopefully um, our little podcast here uh, is going to maybe perhaps create a community of professionals uh, and up and coming photographers who want to be who want to call themselves a professional photographer who want to do this as a career um, that's going to tie people together and actually you know uh, kind of perpetuate this industry into into sort of a, a very good uh, looking industry uh, because there's a lot of negative connotations right now too uh, I find uh, a lot of people get have a sour taste uh, in their mouth uh, when when they're trying to start with a business when they're trying to become a professional photographer. I think so. 
that feels like a good time um, to mention our Facebook group. And perhaps Let's... people should be joining our Facebook group, um, yeah. which is Double Exposure Show. Um, I believe it is facebook.com slash groups slash double exposure. Yeah, um, if you search in Facebook, it should come up. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are other professional photographers on there. There are students. Um, mm-hmm. And there will be amateur photographers on there as well. So, And we welcome everybody. We want yeah, everybody absolutely. to be friends. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's currently the majority of the people are in sort of southwestern Ontario, greater Toronto area and northern Ontario. Um, but I'm hoping we expand to... Uh, east and west coast of canada as well as united states uh, and even even internationally um, mm-hmm. if you're an english-speaking individual and you want to learn about photography business that's that's where you should come and uh, share your ideas ask questions and um, feel free to suggest topics that we can talk about um, if you want to reach us directly um, we do have an email address you can you're welcome to uh, send emails to or are we are we sharing that oh yeah for sure okay what is if it, you're Sophia? shy and you're too shy to post on the Facebook group because you're afraid someone named Sophia Lemon is going to rip you apart, even though I don't do that anymore. I'm super nice <laughs> now. Um, sure, sure. You can send an email to doubleexposureshow at gmail.com. A- um, and then the Facebook group, um, you can find both Petro and myself on there if you would like to add us to Facebook. I'm not sure if yep. Petro is doing that, but um, I probably Absolutely. will be. So you can connect with us directly there. Um, we also both have Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, all that fun stuff. What else is uh, there? Snapchat. Oh, yeah. Snapchat. Yeah. Which I'm not yeah. using a whole lot anymore now that Instagram added their new stories feature. But yes, I am. Yeah. I am on there. <laughs> and it's and it's funny. Well, I, I tend to I tend to use things that work. Uh, because things, if things aren't working for me to drive new business, I tend to sort of just kind of put them in a back burner, but yeah, we're everywhere. If you can't find us in one place, you'll find us in another place. And, uh, that's, that's pretty much, uh, you know, up to you to, to use the tools that you have at your disposal to find us. Um, and as always, if you have any comments, uh, questions or suggestions, don't hesitate to reach out to us and, um, We'll uh, probably wrap this up and uh, call this uh, an episode, unless you have something else to add, Sophia. Yeah, just one last thing, which is if your comment is going to be that Sophia's audio is terrible, we will be fixing this problem reasonably (laughs) shortly. (laughs) Microphone is on the way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And bear with us. I hope we make uh, an interesting drive to work or commute. if you if you have any suggestions on uh, quality or quality control uh, issues, send them our way. We're open minded. We're we're here to be your friends. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Topic suggestions for sure, because there's I'm sure a lot of things that we're we're just not necessarily going to think about. So um, definitely post on the Facebook Absolutely. group. Yeah. Well, you and I could be at yeah. You and I could be at the point where we have other things on our mind. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, an up and coming photographer might say, well, I really want to know about this, where you and I could think like, well, that's so easy. What do you mean? And um, so our experience could could help, uh, could definitely help. And like I said at the beginning, learn from our mistakes, learn, learn from uh, other people's mistakes, too. Um, and uh, definitely uh, future future guests, even guest suggestions, too. 
mm-hmm. if you know somebody who'd want to contribute and, and share, uh, we'll definitely keep an open mind. So um, on, a, on that note, I want to thank our sponsor, Camera Canada, for allowing us to, to exist. Uh, you can find <laughs> them at cameracanada.com. And I'm going to tell you right now that uh, 100% of my equipment, except for some of the Alien Bees lights that I own at the studio, but 100% of my equipment has come from Camera Canada. And half of mine because I make you get my equipment. For that's me. right. <laughs> I send you. I send you all the equipment from Camera Canada. Exactly. And if you're using some of my old cameras, which I think you are, they they too came from Camera Canada. Yeah. Um, so uh, great guys, uh, Kadar, uh, who's uh, who handles quite a few of the online sales. He um, he has agreed to answer any questions pertaining to anything in the group. So feel free to direct them uh, at Kadar. Yeah, they're ready. So on that note, uh, hope you all have a great day. And uh, until next time. Or whenever you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) Weekend, holiday, birthday, signing off. off. (laughs) Have a great day. Yay. Oh, wait, I should hit stop, shouldn't I?